0: Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker. Back again with another great episode. I got my friend Michael here. We're going to be talking about that Memphis Jogger case where the teacher, Miss Eliza Fletcher, was uh, abducted and eventually uh, uh, raped and murdered by a young man out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, But in this episode, we're not going to be talking about so much as the um, uh, time that he served in prison. We're going to be talking about um, the lapse in the system or the uh, the hole in the system that allowed this individual to be on the streets a whole year after he had committed another crime and how it affects the system and all this and that. Michael brought this up to me the other day when, when he passed by, he said, man, we need to talk about, you know, how is it that the TBI had a, a rape kit sitting on the shelf for a whole year while this young man was out there able to uh, roam around and, and, and hunt in his neighborhood for a victim. So, Michael, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, and uh, and you can, I'm going to let you kick this episode off. Go ahead. Well, this is Michael Coleman again. Uh,
1: we were talking about this case, and, and, and I saw on the news where the politicians were saying that he should have done four more years. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, you're just saying that this victim would still be alive, but in four more years, he'd have another victim. Right. Whereas, had they... Not drop the ball on this first victim's rape kit, that this woman would still be alive. Right. So you know that these crimes escalate. Right. So he felt like he got away with that first one because mm-hmm. it took so long for the rape kit to come back. So yeah. he felt like he can do it again. Right. So yeah. It, and it escalated to that point.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. But when when you hear the uh, the politicians, the different people coming on TV and radio talking about, you know, this person, if if he, he would have been in uh, the new law that they got, the Truth and Sensing Law, if he would have been. Under that law, that he would still be in prison and this crime would not have happened. You know, basically, what you're saying is that's not true because if he would have, if that rape kit would have been processed when it was turned in, then he may not have been on the streets to commit that murder, but he had already committed another crime. Is that right? Exactly. Right. I think that's the hole in the system where a lot of people, you know, particularly politicians, they look for the opportunities to take advantage of situations so that they can further their agenda. And I get it, that's politics. But, you know, the voters out there need to be more aware, in my opinion, and pay more attention to the political rhetoric that is used by some politicians to further their agenda as opposed to telling them the real answer, giving them real solutions to these problems because this is something that should have been looked at. I think I saw on TV where the governor said he had put uh, $43 million into the TBI so they could better their system. What happened with that? What happened with the system in that situation? Why, why Why were they not able to processed that uh, rape kid for a whole year when after they charged this man and they arrested this man, it seemed like all of a sudden the rape kid comes from nowhere. He came up you know what immediately.
1: What I mean? yeah. and, and that's the question. Where's the justice for this first victim? Right. Would she have ever gotten justice had he not killed somebody? Would she yeah. have ever gotten justice to begin with? Because now all of a sudden the DNA shows up and mysteriously, oh, he did this last year.
0: Yeah, it just amazes me how the responsibility gets shifted to those of us that are incarcerated as, as far as, um, you know, when something like that happens, because we sit here and um, we have to listen to, you know, the, like I said, the political rhetoric and try to adjust how we're gonna act and all that. We cannot be responsible for what one person gets out and does. He did 20, what was it, 20 years in prison? Yeah. And then he got out. But see, my thing would be, you know, what I would ask the politicians if I were a voter, I would be asking them what kind of help did that individual get None. while he was in here?
1: None.
0: Did he go to any, through any programs? Was anything Was anything mandated to him by the courts? It's not the amount of time that a person serves in prison that's going to make the difference in whether they commit another crime or not. It's not the amount of time and I think people get that twisted by thinking that giving a person 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years that this person won't commit a crime when he gets out. Now what they're really saying and I want people to really pay attention to this is what they're really saying is this that person won't be able to commit another crime for that time period but when he gets out because the system isn't doing anything for that individual then he's going to be a threat again. Again don't get it twisted all of y'all out there that's listening to me you've been listening long enough you know that I'm about personal responsibility so I really don't depend on the system to help me and I wish that more people incarcerated would be like that—that that, that have that mindset, because the system is not set up to do that. The system is doing exactly what it's what it was set up to do: house us, manage us. Even though you look on the wall and look at the posters, and it says that they're here to rehabilitate us, right? Yeah. But where's the rehabilitation? Within yourself.
1: It's within yourself. And then the thing—the thing that the politicians and everybody in society needs to see is that for every one or two of those fools that go out there and recommit crimes, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of violent offenders that don't reoffend. So why are we not talking about those people? Why are we not talking about those people that are giving back to the community who don't want to
0: see recidivism rates go up? Right, and why are we not talking about individuals that might be out there on parole to get falsely accused of crimes? You feel what I'm saying? They don't want to talk about those types of issues, and then when the the situations get rectified and the individuals get back out, they don't come on the news and say, Well, such and such was exonerated because they discovered that that was a lie or so on and so forth. They want to stick to that main story and have people out there twisted up, thinking that we need to lock these people away and not let them out. I think that if people were more aware, and and again, let me say it like this. I'm not going to say more aware because I think that people know. I'm not going to let people off the hook like that. I think that people know exactly what's going on in most cases. They just don't care. What do you think about that? Yeah, because
1: it doesn't affect them. They're like, well, they're 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 they committed a crime. They should be locked up and thrown away. Right. Uh, our old commissioner Schofield said, you know, like people are complaining about people in prison being able to do this and that. He said it's, it's it's not his job to punish us. Right. It was his job to carry out the punishment. Right. So his job is to carry out that punishment for how much ever long the person has to do. Right. Now, and that's it. And that's it. He's not even he didn't even say that it's my job to rehabilitate this person. He right. said it was just his job to carry out the punishment. Right. So that's all this
0: is. It it shouldn't be the Tennessee Department of Corrections, it should be the Tennessee Department of Punishment. Right, and that, but, that's, but that's what it is. And again, like I say, and, and you're right about that, like I say, when you have those posters on the wall that's saying this is about rehabilitation and so on and so forth, whatever the goal or the mission is of the department, uh, it's, it's not true. It's not true. Uh, don't get me twisted. I, I, some of the programs that they do have throughout the prison system, they're helpful. I do believe that people should go to school and get their GEDs. I do believe that people should get involved in these trades that the system offers but until and unless people deal with the core issues in my opinion that brought them around to that mindset to think to where they think that committing a crime is okay until they deal with that i don't care what type of job you give them i don't care what kind of training you give them i remember man we have you know i know guys man that were fortunate enough to be uh trustees and were able to go out on the town and work and even with that making the money that they were kind of making that they were making they still wanted to smuggle contraband into the prison, right?
1: Because you still got the criminal mindset. They still have
0: the criminal mindset. (laughs) They still believe in this ideology of, you know, I need to get it this way. You got all of this money over here that you're making legally, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you want to satisfy that drive that you have to be, you know what I'm saying, a part of this this criminal lifestyle. That is the problem. And when you have sole possession of an individual's body and person for 20 years, 5 years, 10 years, whatever... I just don't understand why with all the money that they allocate for the Department of Correction, I just don't understand why they don't use that and hire some real therapists to get inside of our minds and try to help us understand what's really going on and why we like that. I just don't understand that. We spend all of the system in it, spends all of this money trying to house us and manage us and keep us in here, but they don't address the real issues, but they tell the people that They've addressed it. Listen to me, y'all. What they mean by that is this. I have done everything that I can to make these people more afraid of the system coming back to prison. right? I've done everything that I can as a system to keep them and make them afraid of the punishment that they're going to receive. But what I haven't done is help them understand why they commit those types of crimes in the first place. Not to mention all the other issues that come into play when you're talking about poverty, lack of opportunities, and so on and so forth, coming from broken homes. They don't address those issues. Society doesn't want to address those issues. But they want you to believe that if we're tough on them, we make them scared, they're not going to come back. That does not change a person. At all. It doesn't make them better. It does not. It does not. And I wish that people would pull away from that mindset into thinking that the more time a person does, the meaner we treat them in prison, the more inhumane we treat them in prison, they're not going to want to go back there as opposed to let's find out what's wrong with them. Why don't we do that, people? Why don't we do that?
1: It's exactly, you can't have a, a, a blanket uh, punishment for everybody. Because like my mother said, that uh, whippings didn't really mess with my sister, you know, because it wasn't really must-and-so that. Me either. But s- sitting in my room was my punishment that I couldn't stand. Right. So getting getting the whipping was nothing. Yeah, that was temporary. But to sit yeah. me in my room when I want to go out and act, you know, do right. stuff, that worked. But so we can't say the blanket system says, well, let's lock them up for twenty or thirty years and that'll stop everybody from committing crime. It'll yeah. deter it. Every yeah. time that they pass these laws, when they passed the eighty five percent law in, in ninety five, the murder rate went up in yeah, Tennessee. That's true. So evidently people don't care. I right.
0: knew that it existed when I committed my crime.
1: I knew that the eighty five percent law existed, but I wasn't thinking about that. Ain't nobody
0: thinking about that when they decide that they're going to commit a crime. No, Nobody's no, no. thinking about that. You
1: and truth, I mean? truth and sin doesn't do anybody any good because if you're not giving a man life without that you feel like shouldn't be back in society, it doesn't do any good because he's going to get out in 20 years, 30 yeah. years. He's still going to get out again, so the truth yeah. and citizen really doesn't work well, unless that hoping, you're doing something.
0: Well, they're hoping that the person is aged out by then. They're hoping that it's too old. It, it's not physically able to do the harm that he was doing when he was in his 20s. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they're hoping for. with Those types of laws lack like vision, uh, courage to meet. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes courage to really dig deep and try to help somebody. You know what I'm saying? So, But if that's the kind of you know, politician that you want and play, I mean, that's who you vote for. Right? That's but, who it is. Yeah. That's who you vote for. You got anything else you want to say before I wrap this episode no, up? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, this has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe, your crime critic, and I say peace, y'all.